0: Hey everyone, DC superfan Phil Parrish here. What you're about to hear is an interview that our own Jesse Jackson did with classic Superman creator Elliot S. Magan. So sit back, relax, and check it out.
1: (laughs) Faster than a speeding bullet. mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And now, another exciting episode
0: in the Adventures of Superman. Hello, DC fans. Jesse Jackson here. I want to thank Philip and the team letting me join their feed for a short but I think pretty cool little episode I was at the Dallas Comic Convention on January 30th, and one of my favorite writers and true icon of my youth, Elliot S. Magan, was a guest. I talked to him a little bit about uh, Last Son of Krypton and Miracle Monday. Um, If you aren't aware of his work, there was a time when he was... The writer of Superman in the '70s and '80s. Um, he wrote. Uh, in fact, he was was friends with Jeff Loeb before they started. Um, he did a "Must There Be a Superman," which is one of the best Superman stories of all times. He uh, created LexCorp, um, and he was the novelization of Kingdom Come. Um, If you have not read his Superman novels, Last Son of Krypton and Miracle Monday, I recommend you getting them. They're incredibly cheap um, because they're out of print, they're used, but they are, from my perspective, the perfect version of Superman if you're a fan of Golden Age Superman. Uh, We're at a convention, I recorded this at a table, so there is a lot of background noise. But I thought it was interesting and I appreciate Philip letting me, you know, sit in and share. All right, we are at the Dallas Comic Show and I have with me legendary creator legendary. Elliot, okay. Elliot S. with an exclamation point. Now is it Majin? Maggot. Maggot. Okay. Yeah. Hi Elliot, how are you? I'm Peachy, how are you? I am awesome. I have I I'm was just bag on the table. Oh uh, yes. No, no, that's okay. I obviously have been reading your comics for years, but back in the late seventies and I, you know, I wasn't as a big... I knew Mike Grill because he always threw the hands of the Legion of Superheroes with the, you know, palm out. Right. But I wasn't a big creator, but I knew I loved Superman. Yeah. And so when I picked up your Last Son of Krypton novelization, I, I just fell in love with that story. Talk to me about you creating that, and what were you trying to do? Well, it was the... It was my idea for the movie.
1: It was... Yeah. Uh, I wrote a memo to Carmine Infantino, who was the president of the company then, sometime in maybe '74, telling him it was time for a Superman movie. Um, heroes are back, or they're coming back, from a sociological point of view. So I wrote, I, I wrote him this memo, and he patted me on the head and said, "Good memo, kid." So I went and wrote up uh, uh, a treatment for the uh, for a film, and next thing I know. Uh, well, first Alfred Bester and then Mario Puzo come by the office wanting yeah. to do the do the screenplay. And I said, cool, I get to hang out with these guys. <laughs> but I didn't get to write the screenplay. So I had the idea of taking it upstairs to to Warner Books. Uh, we were on the 6th floor, they were on the 8th. Uh, and and I got the, the editor to give me, the editor-in-chief up there, Cassie uh, Malley. She gave me this enormous advance of $2,000 against this story and I wrote it and it, it hit bestseller lists all over the place.
0: I, I, what has stuck with me in the novel forever and I still I, if there's things I miss in the modern continuity is the idea that Lex and Clark Clark wants to be friends with Lex again. Oh yeah.
1: He wants to be friends with everybody. He's like yes. a He's
0: like a St. Bernard. And and then to a certain degree, Lex, I don't know, cares about Superman, but he doesn't want to hurt him, at least in the book. Well, he doesn't want
1: anybody else to hurt him. Okay, you think that's it? He's got this running thing. The thing about Lex is, and I think this was in either the first book or the second, he he could have been the greatest man in the world, and should have been. Um, He could have been... You know, Genghis Khan or Leonardo or anybody he wanted to be. Um, but he happened to be born at the time Superman came to town. Right. So that just pissed him off for years from the time he was a kid. Yeah. And uh, he, he decided it, it, he, he had this bright idea of being something Superman couldn't be. And that's a bad guy. Okay. So he was the best bad guy there was. He excelled at it. He was ama- an amazing bad guy, um, and and that's what motivated him. I mean, he, it, it wasn't like well, he did hate Superman, but he didn't hate him because he was intrinsically evil. He hated him because he was co-opting Lex's planet. Okay. This is my place. I get to be the, the great man here. So, of all the
0: versions that have been on film, which of the Luthor do you like the most? And if you want to be so unkind, which one did you like the least? What did you... Well, the one I liked most was uh, Kevin
1: Spacey. Yeah. And, oh gee, I don't even remember, what was the name of the guy who did, uh, did Luther in uh, Lois and Clark? Skinny guy. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do I
1: want to say I didn't... He was okay. He's a, yeah. he's a terrific actor. Yeah. But I just didn't think he was right for Luther.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that um, I thought Smallville did well was Michael Rosenberg's Luther, that kind of Lex Yeah, friendship yeah. And, and almost how you...
1: I, and I. you really didn't
0: know when he made the turn. No, you didn't. You never knew when he became... The and in fact, you know, I've said that what I wish the prequels in Star Wars would have done is uh, you kept pulling for this version of Lex Luthor not to go evil. You're like, I, I like this guy so much. I, You know, maybe there's going to be a world where he doesn't. And you had hoped that Darth Vader's journey in those early Star yeah, Wars movies, yeah. you would have had that same feeling, but you didn't. Well, Luther is like Krypton. Yeah. You know, it's this
1: phenomenal treasure that got lost. Yeah. And you, you always want to save it, and you always want to make it work, and it just blew up in your face.
0: So, so you are, have written almost anything, but Superman seems to be, you know, your legacy. <laughs> okay. And, and oh, you are still not, I'm not your done legacy. yet. That, I'm not done yet. What What about the character drew you, know, drew you to the character, and what do you still love about the character?
1: Well, I, what I loved about the character from the beginning was the George Reeves Superman on television. I used right. to watch it. Religiously, um, I mean, when it was new. Yeah, I'm, I'm that old. I understand, <laughs> but uh, he was just so engaging. Yes. You know, I mean, I used to like, I used to like to having a. a an excuse to have Superman have an inside joke with the reader, right? Because it looked like George was always winking blink- at the camera. Yes, you know, absolutely. He just enjoyed life. I, yeah. I you think he would enjoyed be- being Superman? And I, yeah, I doubt he did. Right. But, but I think he was just such an alive guy yeah. that he brought that to the role. He yeah. brought it to the role in. Uh, and gone with the wind, for heaven's sake. Right. And everything absolutely. else I've seen him in. Yes, absolutely. He was just uh, he was somebody he wanted to hang out with.
0: Do you do you think that Superman in your version of Superman liked being Superman? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why I like the Flash TV show
1: so much. Yes. Because he enjoys this idea. Okay. Suddenly, I'm a superhero. What a concept! Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much that he could be the good guy. It's just that he could be this guy. Yeah. You know, and he was a good guy because he was a good guy.
0: Um, so, Elliot, yes. what, what do you say to people that? And I get irritated, so I want maybe someone who's more articulate than me who calls Superman the, you know, the big blue boy scout and he's boring to write because he's Yeah, no, that's powerful. easy. That's an easy answer. Sure.
1: Um, <laughs> he's hardwired into our souls and into our brains and into the way humans work every culture every dominant culture on the planet as long as we've got history and we don't have it for very long uh, so I suspect before that every dominant culture has had a Superman analog Right. and you know I'm sure that kids going to school in ancient Rome uh, were bored by Zeus (laughs) Um, because he 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 was iconic. Yeah. Same way Superman is. But he's a necessary element of civilization. Uh, of any organized society. You know, Superman or one of his guys, one of his brothers. Yeah. Oh um, no. So we'd
0: have him we'd have to invent him if we didn't have him now. And you know, my feeling is that if you can't write a good Superman story, you're you're letting you're not letting your imagination work enough. Because there are there certainly there's limitations about his power but I think like Mark Way talks about he wants to be he understands it
1: yes he, does. he gets it and he got it before he started writing Come on, guys. It. right he's uh, the, he's terrific yeah,
0: yeah the thought is all my powers and I couldn't save my family. Yeah. I couldn't save my family yeah um, and I just think you know it is by far, when people ask me, you know, are you Batman or Superman? You know, I'm Superman. I, I, I don't get me wrong; love Batman comics, but just that character means a lot to me. You know what? Yeah, I,
1: I, I, there've been a lot of bad Superman stories. Right. In the comics, especially the last few years. No, not even especially the last few years. Yeah. Always have been bad ones. Yeah, and. The, the people who write Superman need to understand one thing, and I keep saying this over and over, and maybe it'll get to somebody who gets to write Superman. It got to Mark, it got to Jim Lowe. Um, every Superman story is not a story about power. The fact that he's this powerful obviates the power angle, makes it no longer an issue. Right. The premise of every story needs to be, what do I do in a given situation? If, I, if I've got all the power in the world. So it becomes a story about moral and ethical choices, which is why he's the Boy Scout. You know? Yeah. What makes him interesting is the fact that he always makes a moral choice. And in general, the harder you make that choice to make, the better the story is.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things I loved in uh, Astro City, the very first issue, uh-huh. is, um, you know, his Superman icon, um, you know dreams of flying because he doesn't get to fly that often because he's always going to do. You Mm -hmm. know, I think the
1: drive of... Dreams of having fun.
0: Yeah, uh, because every moment I wait, someone else could be hurt that I could have saved would weigh on you pretty heavy. Well, that's what Clark's there for. Yeah.
1: That's why Superman needs to have Clark.
0: And I loved your premise that...
1: And Clark Clark doesn't need Superman. No,
0: Clark (laughs) was his hobby, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a great idea to think about It was
1: artistic creation Right An ongoing yeah. work of art Yes Like a Absolutely. TV series yeah.
0: <laughs> Is there any story that you didn't get to write That you wanted to? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah um, Oh jeez, I wish I'd come up with Kingdom Come yes. <laughs> I wish, wish that had been my idea
0: um, but I love the novelization. Been, you know, it must I, have been a fun... To, it was great. Yeah, it was really terrific to write. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: <laughs> I wrote this crypto story. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wanted to write a cryptographic novel. And... And... Uh, and I wrote a, a a treatment for it and I gave it to one of the editors up there at the time, good guy. And he says, they're just not buying it. They just won't go for this. We don't want to do the dog. Yeah. And so I wrote it as prose. It's a it's a novella for heaven's sake. Somebody right. posted it on I put it on. Right. And somebody else did too. All um, right. and it's up there. Yeah. Uh, Starwinds howl. Yes. Terrific story. I, I loved it. I read that, yes. You have read it? Yes. It's like, it's, it's, it's the call of the wild in space. Yes, <laughs> <You know>? absolutely. <laughs> it's how crypto made it to Earth. How right. he found his master. Yeah. And uh, I, I really wish I'd done that as a, as a graphic novel. Yeah. But it, it came out well. Yeah. It came out well. Um, what are you working on now? I just, I uh, sent a book out to my agent Okay. a novel I've been working on for a couple of years it's called Not My Closet uh, Oh. and maybe it'll keep that title who knows okay. but that's my title for it Not My Closet and uh, it's about people uh, real people who don't wear capes or fly um, and uh, Sir, thank you so much again I and I wrote a, a teleplay I'm working with a producer on uh, okay, a pilot nice. for a series
0: Good. Um, a good friend of mine named Tom Zoller wrote a book called Love and Capes. And, uh, yeah, it's a... title. It's a superhero sitcom. Yeah. Where, where, um, you know, in his version of Superman, the Crusader, is friend with Dark Blade, which is his version of Batman, and it goes back to that years of kind of the books you wrote and that relationship, that friendship yeah, sure. and that phase, yeah.
1: So um, the whisper we gotta <laughs> no,
0: I know, it's all right. <laughs> um, so when you're not writing what do you like to do? What what other is there any current I books spent you're the reading? last
1: thirty years raising two kids. Yeah. Um, that's a
0: full time job, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It sure as hell is yeah. And how uh, old are they now? Uh,
1: twenty-four and thirty-one.
0: Okay, so I have a twenty-six-year-old. Yeah. And um, on the scale, he is graduated from college. Yeah. He's working great at a job. Seems to be happy. He's uh, has brought home a rescue dog and is a great parent to the dog. Right. On the downside, he doesn't read comic books. He doesn't like Bruce Springsteen, so I'm. Oh, for to heaven's dec- sake! I'm, I'm, what, what planet is he from? I'm trying to decide if I failed as a father or not. <laughs> you know, yes, you're a good citizen, but hey, oh jeez, uh, he is going to. Um, Bruce is going to play in Oklahoma City uh, in April, and we're going to go to the we fir- We're going to go to a show together. So you're going to drag him with you, make yes, him listen. we to are. Yes. Oh jeez, yeah. I um my other podcast is Set Than Bruce right. where I interviewed Bruce Springsteen fans to kind of talk about their Bruce Springsteen journey okay yeah so okay. yeah <laughs> so but uh, now I had is, this yeah. I had this
1: tenant once I, I lived in a house um, I put an apartment downstairs okay so I rented it one year to this guy who he was a student in New Hampshire but he he couldn't find a place to live because he kept blasting the Springsteen music too loud I said good you're perfect I had five <laughs> acres and a big house yeah. and a basement apartment and I'd wake up every morning to Springsteen it oh, was just nice. great yeah I, well, this is, I mean he was a perfect tenant for me yeah. all he had to do was show up with the rent turn on the music it was absolutely. great
0: absolutely <laughs> I take it you're a Bruce fan yeah I love Bruce yeah love Bruce yeah um, have, you, have you seen him live I haven't oh wow yeah. I really should, shouldn't I? Yeah.
1: Every time I go to a concert, I want to see more live music, like yeah. right away. He's
0: playing in California, and yeah. this latest tour, he's doing to The River out. and Fork. Yeah, right. He's doing the whole album. Right. And then for the... Yeah, I read, I read that. And I will tell you, it's very interesting to see a man in his 60s go back to this album he wrote in the 30s, and not review it but kind of from a different perspective. Um, Independence Day the song you know he wrote about his dad yeah he talks about that you know when you're young all you see is your parents missed opportunities and how their dreams they adapt you know abandoned them and the compromises they made but he says now as an adult you see the other side yeah so it makes
1: it interesting it's nice to have done stuff when you were much younger yeah. that you're not embarrassed to look at now. <laughs> Absolutely. I got a bunch of stories I wrote that yeah. just
0: aren't any good. <laughs> Most of them I kind of like. Oh, that's that, good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It makes me feel good. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much. It was so oh, you're fun no visiting with you. And uh, I will... Um, I, we um, we might have to talk on Skype and do a whole Springsteen episode. Okay. That would be fun. <laughs> Thank you. Great. That's my Bruce Greenstein, that's my Doctor Who, and here is my set Thing Bruce, or it's here somewhere. So, thank you, sir. You're welcome. And there you go, short and sweet. I wanted to talk to him longer, but I was standing at his table, and I was worried that there were other people that wanted to talk to him and get stuff signed. Um, but I tell you what, if he had said here, sit and visit. I would have been there for hours just talking to him about Superman and his thoughts on the film. Um, after I turned off the recording, I did talk to him about the latest film and how what did, was his thoughts of Superman killing Zod. And he said, unacceptable. That is never an option. He said, no matter what, Superman finds another way. Um, and that's how I feel too. So it was, um, good to hear one of my favorite writers share that. I also would hope to get him on Set Lusting Bruce, the Talk Springsteen. Um, after we finished recording, he also shared that Thunder Road is his favorite Bruce song. Um, which is not unique among Bruce fans. Um, we kind of all love Thunder Road. Um, thanks again, Philip. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview, and please check out um, Elliot's links. We've got him in the show note. He has a couple of free um, stories, Luther's GIF and Star Starwind's How, which are his Krypton story and it's kind of last Luther story. I uh, hope you enjoy them, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.